Welcome to another episode of Anime Autopsy. I am Alex, and this is Tori. Just to get this out of the way up front, housekeeping notes. That intro song was I Just Want to Be Great by NoFX. Join the Facebook group. Link below. Take a second to leave that five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform you are listening to us on. Leave us a voicemail to review live on the podcast. That link is also in description. And our new logo is by Blue Room Media. All of your inquiries for photography, music videos, lyric videos, audio visuals, stream videos, Spotify canvas, logos, etc., etc., etc. All of those links are below in description. Ask for Brandon. Tell him that we sent you. So we have part five of Demon Slayer season one. Go ahead and do a little vibe check on this last piece of season one. How did you feel about it? Um, It was good. Excited to meet the Hash- Hashiras. Who's your favorite Hashira? Um, Probably... Mm, I'd have to say that um, Tomioka's one. And I have a feeling that I'm going to like, um, I think it was Tengen. Tengen? Tengen? I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. I don't remember any of their names whatsoever. <laughs> I do have them listed. So we've got the water, Hashira. The insects, the flame, the sounds, the serpents, the love, the mist, the wind, and the stone, Hashira. Some of them were very self-explanatory. Other ones, not too much. So you know who Tamioka is? The guy who saved Nezuko and oh, yeah. Tanjiro? I, I know uh, Tamioka and Shinobu. Those are the, uh, the, the two that I remember. I think Tenjin is the white-haired guy with the... Shiny things hanging from his headband. Yep, he's the sound Hashira. Yeah. Um, we know who Shinobu is. Um, Rangoku's the uh, red and orange-haired guy who sounds all excited all the fucking time. Probably say like the two favorite I've got so far. If we take out uh, Shinobu and Tomioka, are going to be the sound Hashira, the guy with the gemstones uh, all over him, and then the the flame Hashira. So Rengoku, which I think that's a family name because the, the former flame Hashira uh, was named Rengoku also. So I think, I think he goes by Rengoku, but uh, I was, I accidentally, as I was trying to list all of these in my notes, came across Rengoku, the, the, the former flame Hashira. And I was like, Oh, shit <laughs> i didn't realize i'd kind of spoiled a little bit of something looks exactly like him and you say stuff about me spoiling stuff for myself all right so you want to go ahead and get into episode 21 yeah all right episode 21 against corpse rules is it corporate corpse corpse cool all right Episode 21, Against Corpse Rules, Sien Tanjiro try to protect Nezuko even as he collapses, triggers memories of Ryu's own past. Once a sickly boy, he became a demon after meeting Muzan. Okay, Michael Jackson. We're, we're still sticking with it. Muzan, it's, it's, that's a little easier to pronounce, but we're still sticking with MJ. Who gave him a share of his blood, but after he turns into a demon... His own parents try to kill him. Ever since then, he has been searching for a family, seeking a bond that he can never hope to acquire. That's sad. But I know you don't ever feel bad for any of them, so. They, no, I, I do end up feeling bad for him. He's the only one that I've not felt bad for. And even after this very hefty, like, try to put you on a guilt trip bullshit, I, I think I hated even more like I don't feel bad for this one at all I do <laughs> I understand Tanjiro I get it alright sell me on Rui make me feel bad for this uh, piece of shit asshole well first of all he was very sick and so in order to save his life 
his parents basically allowed MJ to turn him into a demon. And, you know, yeah, he did some bad shit when he was a demon. But I kind of feel like he maybe kind of had to because of the fact that MJ changed him um, and, and gave him some of his blood. So, you know, he would like, like the episode showed, he was still just trying to have a family because he lost that once he killed his parents because they decided to, you know, kill him when he was a demon. So they pulled the sick card, sick little boy card, but only after all of these shitty McShit pants things that he's done, ruthless, like, cold-blooded murders like i don't know it just it did not do the job for me his dad literally tried to kill him in his sleep like the sick thing you wouldn't know. kill your kid if it was a demon no after a while first of all would not turn my son into a demon well maybe his parents had a different reasoning behind it and then they just couldn't follow through with it so it is what it is he just wanted a family he wanted to feel cared about and all this shit like he was put in a damn foster care or some shit. Well, like the whole reason he tries to start his own like little family is because, God, how did he explain it? Essentially, he wanted the family that his family failed to be because like there was like that weird little story where he talks about the father who drowned trying to save his son from drowning. Yeah. And, like, he wanted that level of parent or something. But it didn't make any sense at all pertaining to his issue. So, it's like, he's sick, but he wants a parent that will drown for him. It's like, you're not making any sense at all. Therefore, I don't feel bad for you. And he is literally the only demon so far that I've had zero. And, like, probably has something to do with all of the... Domestic violence or, you know, ruthlessness. Like, he's literally beat the shit out of those girls in the previous episode. It's like, I've got zero sympathy for you at all. In fact, the only time I cheered was whenever uh, Tommy Yoko stepped on his remains. I feel bad for you, Rui. It's fine. I understand. Someone's got to. I mean, he, he um, so yeah, Rui murdered his parents after his father tried to stab him to death in his sleep. So, you know, more Rui, woe is me, bitch shit. But Tanjiro shows compassion for Rui as he passes. For some reason, I still don't feel bad for him one bit, but it happens. It's, it's just a common theme, I guess. We've got to keep that up. Rui goes to heaven with his parents, blah, blah, blah. Very surprising. I like to imagine that he didn't go to heaven, neither did his parents, because, you know, when they're showing that little scene, it, like, goes up in flames because his body's burning, so I just imagine he's thinking, oh, yeah, I can't go with my parents, and they're like, no, you can, because we all went to hell anyway, because, you know, we tried to murder our child, so it's all good. Yeah. Again, another scene that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why did he go to heaven? Because he remembered that he used to be a human like I said, I think they went to hell. I I don't think they're any better off if they tried to murder their child. I like to actually imagine that the parents did go to heaven, but that, I, I don't know, maybe those were like demons wearing his parents' faces masks, and then they dragged him to hell and stuffed pineapples up his butt for well, the remainder of his days. The mom goes to heaven, but since the dad actually tried to kill him, they both went to hell so they can continue their domestic violence there. And the mom's just floating away. Just, you know, she, she did didn't, no wrong. She, she didn't have eyes bitch. in one of those scenes. It was all shading and stuff. But, uh, yeah, a uh, random note, um, completely unrelated. I did realize that Hulu has a shortened intro. Like, I think we talked about this probably off air. I was like, I appreciate an intro that is short because the intro on Hulu is rather short. I ended up watching an episode on, I think, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll or Funimation, wh whichever one it was. And there's like a full version of the intro song. It's like almost the whole song, if not the entire song. Just random fun facts. Um, Shinobu tries to take out Nezuko, 
and Tanjiro while uh, while Tamioka tries to slow Shinobu down until the crow starts screeching about how they are to all come to the Demon Slayer Corp. And I didn't catch this on my first few watches because I think they look so similar. But the uh, chick that survived the final selection uh, is the one who uh, kicked the shit out of um, Tanjiro in the back, if you remember. I don't fucking remember her name. I think in my notes I refer to her as Quiet Girl. Yeah, she has a side ponytail with a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as uh, Nezuko is trying to get away from her, she turns into uh, Midget Nezuko and starts running away from her. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think her name's Kana, because I talk about her more in later episodes. Yeah, yeah. We, we get her little backstory. Yeah, we get her backstory, and I actually... As weird as I still think that um, Shinobu... What's her name? Shinobu? Shinobu. Something's up with her. Yeah, something's up. Well, we get to figure out something that is up with her. Maybe not like a full story, and I still think she's up to something. But we do kind of figure out um, a little something-something later on. But um, we get our first little glance at the Hashira uh, to cliffhang this episode out. Did you have anything else to add to episode 21? Nope. Episode 22, Master of the Mansion. After the battle's over, Tanjiro and Ezuko are taken to the Demon Slayer Corpse headquarters. This is where the Hashira meeting between the corpse leader, Abuyash... Fucking hell, why do I always get stuck with these? I'm gonna try my hand at it. Abuyashiki? Ubuyashiki. Ubuyashiki and Hashiras. And the Hashiras. We need a code name for him, the master... Blind guy? I don't know. I, I, would, I just called him Master, actually, in my notes. This is where the Hashira meeting between the corpse leader, whatever his name is, and the Hashiras, the most powerful swordsman in the corpse, is to be held. The Hashiras censor Tanjiro for violating the Demon Slayer corpse by protecting a demon, and then the when Hashira Sanimi Shin, Shinazugawa raises his sword against Nezuko. So we pretty much pick up where we left off. Tanjiro is bitch-smacked awake so that he could uh, face trial for what he has done, which is basically, I guess, not kill a demon when there is a demon around. Nezuko? Yeah. So um, these names are going to be a fucking issue. So unless they're just the main topic of the episode... I'm probably not even going to try to say their names. I'll refer to them as whatever Hashira they are. Flame, Hashira, Insect, Water, whatever it is. Um, unless they're like a main topic like the Flame Hashiras. Whenever we get around to doing the movie, uh, it seems like he's quite a bit in that movie. Yeah, his name is easy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Rengoku, that's super easy. But just, you know, I'm not... Let's just fucking try a few of them. Um, you know, so we got uh, Tamioka, Shinobu. That's easy. Rengoku, that's pretty easy. I don't... See, anime's so fucking weird. So I don't really know. Like, they call him Rengoku all the time, even though that's his last name. So I guess I'll just try to say their last names. U Uzui? Igaru? Yeah, I think Igaru? first name's easier. Yeah, Tenjin. Tenjin. Uh, Conrochi. <laughs> he actually goes by Mitsuri. Mitsuri. Yeah. Um, to Tokido. Machurio. God, I just want to say Mich Cheerios. Machurio. Shin Shinazagawa. The the fucking the last two. The Sanami Shinu <laughs> Shinazugawa. Uh, I, I don't even know how to even start the last one. The stone Hashira, the guy that's always crying. Him, That's what he's going to be now. <sighs> yeah. I'm gonna have that's a lot. That's that's so much. Um, but yeah, I honestly, out of ease, unless I just sat down and practiced the names, I'm just going to call them by whatever Hashira they are. But yeah, the Hashira bicker over Tanjiro's punishment for knowingly housing and aiding a demon, uh, his, a demon, his sister, 
obviously. Uh, Tanjiro could care less about his punishment. He's only really worried about like where his sister's at this whole time. Like they're all literally talking about how they should execute him and, and, and this and that. And he's yeah, fucking nothing to say about it. Like he's just worried about where his sister's at. Is she okay? And all that shit. She's a demon around a bunch of demon slayers. So yeah. But uh, leading up to what, which uh, Hashira is it that stabs Nezuko? I'm pretty sure it was Shinazugawa. Yeah, Shinazugawa. Uh, so Tanjiro headbutts the shit out of the wind, Hashira, after he stabs Nezuko uh, in her box. It, it's fucking great. So, like, um, he starts to run after the wind. But basically, the wind Hashira picks up the box of Nezuko in it and just stabs her and is kind of agging. I was getting so scared at that point. Like, I really thought he was going to end up killing her. There's no fucking way. Well, no, but, you know, because, like, he actually stabbed her, so. Multiple times. Yeah. Mind you. I I was only concerned that she was going to flip out and, like, try to go after one of them. Not necessarily, like, eat them or anything, but, like, you know, she would do something that would, like, shun them away or something like that. Something along those lines. But the wind, Hashira, is a fucking asshole, basically. And... As all of this is happening, the master does finally show up. Uh, master declares Tanjiro and Nezuko have both been sanctions. The majority of the Hashiras are not happy and decline to accept this decision. So the master um, kind of says this, you know, like they're good because of these reasons. Um, Tanjiro, Tanjiro's trainer and Tamioka have signed off on if Nezuko does harm a human, that they will put their lives on the line and um, and pay for it. And even after that, um, the Hashiras are like, nope, no fucking way. Fuck you. That's This isn't happening. She's a demon. So he basically challenges them to say, hey, so like, I've laid out all these things, so unless you can come up with something that overcomes these statements... She stays, he stays, and they're good. I like the fact that um, Nezuko still drolls over, like, the side of blood or whatever, but she doesn't need it, so she doesn't act on it, but it still, like, throws me off a little bit that she's drolling I'm glad you it. brought that drool up. How many weird hentai things do you think people made out of those pictures right there alone? I mean... I haven't seen any Demon Slayer related, but I've seen enough hentai to know. You haven't seen any of the weird Demon Slayer brother-sister bullshit? No. (laughs) I mean, I see some weird Attack on Titan shit, but I really haven't looked at anything Demon Slayer related to... The only ones I've seen are like PG. Like, they're like PG. You literally showed me a picture of Tanjiro and Nezuko and she was pregnant. Yeah, that's that's not PG. They obviously P- fucked. I know, but it's not showing the fucking. But like, uh, there's pictures like that, and it's like you know, very censored pictures. But it's like, oh, that's wait, wait, hold the fuck up. The brother and sister, like you almost forget. Or like when I dived into my Hero Academia and saw the, you know, Deku and Bakugo shipments and shit. What the fuck? People are so fucking weird, but um. Anyways, that took a different turn that our podcast usually doesn't do. Yeah, let's just get it out there. Their brother and sister connection's fucking weird. They it's hold just, hands way too much. Like it's just, it's just weird. Little sister. Even before she turned into a demon, there was like a few scenes like before he like left on his trip or whatever. Before everybody got massacred. I think your mind's just tainted. No, no. There, there's yeah. certain social cues that are just fucking odd. Like, I'm getting some Game of Thrones shit vibes. They're not Targaryens. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they need to be Targaryens to fuck their sister. Well, they're not Lannisters either. <laughs> there you go. Well, they're sure as fuck not Starks. But uh, the Wind Hashira tries to tempt Nezuko with spilling his own blood. 
into her box and the uh, the episode basically cliffhangs right there before we get like a definitive answer and that'll shoot us straight into episode 23 like they always do episode 23 is Hashira meeting yeah yeah go ahead Ubu Yashiki the leader of the Demon Slayer Corp finally appears before Tanjiro he tells him that he will allow Tanjiro and Nezuko to join the corp but the Hashiras are unable to accept the decision right away. The wind Hashira, Tsunami Shinazugawa. I can fast forward that little piece right there <laughs> so that it sounds like I'm saying it normal. Slashes his own arm and taunts Nezuko with his blood, trying to get her to show her true colors as a demon. I just say the master looks like a blind Jesus. Yeah, it kind of looks. I haven't really been able to place it, but hmm. it's like he looks like Deadpool from the nose up on his face, like where he's got like that fucked up skin or whatever. I wonder what actually happened to him, like acid, like what the fuck? Like he somehow I just can tell that it was probably MJ's fault. The reason it happened. Like, obviously, I don't think he was born that way, for sure. What if they're related and it was a childhood thing? I do have a small feeling that they are related. Right? I would say twin brothers. Mm. Mm. Think about it. Take MJ's face from the nose to forehead, copy and paste it onto Master's face. It looks pretty similar. Put his hair up into a like a Just fucking top knot or something. Honest, the curliness because MJ's is a little more curly. Well, he's Master's got those two bitches to brush his hair, probably. So there you go, debunk that. The fuck out. <laughs> These two weird fucking twin girls. Their eyes are weird. Anyways, they they, they remind me of two girls from uh, Tokyo Ghoul, which you'll get to meet those. Yay. At some point in our next series. Um, Tanjiro and Nezuko are allowed to continue as demon slayers, but are instructed by the master to defeat a 12 Kizuki in hopes that uh, they'll help change the general opinion of the Hashira. So they won their little trial case. I, I love how, like, whenever she's like drooling over the blood and she just goes, hmm, like that, and she turns her head like a little tantrum. So, like, apparently that was enough to win their little... Besides just not attacking. Because the little girl, the, the master's like, what happened? And she goes, she turned her head in disgust. <laughs> and I don't... It happens at some point in this episode, but as they're hauling Tanjiro off, um, the master tells Tanjiro to give the doctor my regards, I think. Yes! Because when we were watching him, I was like, why doesn't he just tell him what Tamiyo, Tamiyo, whatever her name is, did? And you said that they couldn't mention it, but yet he had already brought up her name. So it's like he knew. I think he knew. And I think he knows a lot more than he will say out loud, especially around the Hashira. Because obviously having a demon around like Nezuko, like... That, well, it was, that it was hot shit right that there. Tells him everything, so it's probably like his eyes on everything. But it's not only that he knows a lot; it's that he's okay with the fact that, like, he obviously knew from day one that Nezuko was a demon, right? So, like, yeah. he had to have at, at least day one, as far as uh, the final selection or. Pretty early on, he had to have figured out that uh, his sister was a demon. Well, as, as so long it's as like, it's been going on, I feel like he probably knows that there are good demons out there, too. And that's why he knows about the doctor. Yeah. And nobody's been sent off to, like, find her and kill her. So it's like, I wonder if it's more of a he's okay with it, or if it's a means to an end to get him closer to MJ to kill him. So it's like, which one is it? Because he's so, you know, he's not very emotional. So it's like, he's like very mono as far as his emotions go. So it's like, it'd be interesting to see that develop. So that was like a cool little uh, 
little, hey, we'll come back to this piece of information later. So I wonder wonder what type of relationship he's got with the doctor and other people we've yet to meet yet. Yeah, because I wonder if his mindset's kind of like Shinobu's when she's brought the fact like twice now that she wonders why humans and demons can't coexist. And obviously he knows about the doctor who is a good demon. So I'm wondering if he's like on the same page as that. It's like there's some good demons out there and they potentially could coexist if we get rid of the bad ones. And if he is as old as I think that he is, like he's like, I I think that he's rather old. So I wonder if he, because like um, the doctor over the course of 200 years was able to alter herself to where she could, you know, live a normal life basically. So I wonder if he had something to do with helping her get to that point. So it was like, this is something that we could use in the future, you know, like this road to, you know, turning demons back human or whatever. Also, like when Tanjiro, when the, he was saying that the, he, they should kill one of the 12 Kizuki to prove themselves to the demon slayers. And Tanjiro was like, we're going to go take out um, Kabutsukiji. And he's like, maybe start with a with a lower one. Yeah. Uh, push it a little high there. And Tanjiro gets all embarrassed. It's like, yes, sir. My favorite scene of this whole episode is him. He was hauled off by the the doctors or whatever the fuck they are. And he comes barreling back uh, requesting to headbutt uh, the wind Hashira as many times as he stabbed Nezuko. So please, master, let me headbutt him. He said, there's nothing saying that a demon slayer can't headbutt another demon slayer. (laughs) Which I guess is true. Like that'd be have to, that would have to be a pretty specific role just for Tanjiro because he's the only one that goes around headbutting people. Right. Tanjiro and the gang start to uh, rehabilitate at the insect Hashira's uh, butterfly mansion. There was a, a funny scene where they're trying to drop Tanjiro off and they're talking to Quiet Girl. It's like, hey, uh, we're going to drop off Tanjiro if that's okay. And she just stares at them, smiling like a fucking weirdo. And doesn't say anything. And they're like, if that's okay with you, it is okay, right? And then like that, um, whatever that, uh, I can't remember her name, but she helps them with their rehabilitation. I know about, but I don't know her name. But after a much enjoyed break, uh, we are back to Zenitu screaming. Um, so that's cool. And then we have a very, very mopey, and funny and no He was sad because he didn't think he was strong enough to help out during that last mission, which I mean he did, but you know, he didn't kill Spider Daddy. He ended up getting injured in the process. He was upset about it. There are those little stingers um when they transition from scene to scene, and there's a few of them that are fucking hilarious. Where Nosuke's like, I'm sorry I wasn't strong enough. <laughs> You're just sitting over there bitching about having to take medicine five times a day. It tastes so bad. Shut the fuck up. You could be a spider. Okay. He is so annoying sometimes. I like him a lot. But Zenitsu is just so much sometimes. I hope further on we get to see him be more serious. More than so than a crybaby bitch. Yeah. Anything else for 23? No. Episode 24, Rehabilitation Training. The injured Tanjiro, Zenetsu, and Inosuke were sent to the home of the insect Hashira Shinobu Kocho for treatment. Two weeks later, Tanjiro and Inosuke start rehabilitation training, but the drills are brutal and they find themselves broken in spirit. Unaware of their grueling regimen, Zenetsu joins them late and is visibly enthusiastic in front of the girls, but... Why does it end with a butt? It's a copy and paste from IMDb. It, uh, I guess someone just fucked up. I okay. didn't catch that whenever I went uh, through and proofread it. Uh, was there a butt at the end? But what? I wish oh, it was. Wait, I wish more. it was B U T T. I think the public has the option to like add their descriptions. So like maybe someone just forgot to add the rest of their sentence or something mm-hmm. before submitting it, and it just. Somehow Nobody got proofreads through. anymore. 
But more yelling from Zenitsu to start this episode. Um, super not annoying. Loved every second of it. Uh, we start the gang's rehabilitation, uh, which is something. Uh, the training consists of stretching, uh, reflex training uh, with the cups, uh, full body training, uh, which is essentially just tag. So, children's games. Why not? Basically. But there's a scene where um, Zenitsu's not able to do it at first because he's still um, recouping from the, the, the whole last time we saw thing. he still had short arms and legs. Yeah. So, like the first, like, I think it was like the first week or something like that, it's just Inosuke and Tanjiro going. And every time they come back, they're like super drained. Like they're just little skeletons whenever they come back. So Zenitsu thinks that it's going to be crazy, crazy training. And then whenever he gets there, he realizes that they get to play tag and touch hands with girls all day long. And he has that little freak out meltdown scene. So stupid. But they're able to beat everyone except for the girl that was in the final selection. So the quiet girl. Inosuke and Zenitsu give up after about a week while Tanjiro continues to try and fail. So Tanjiro starts to practice um, in efforts to hopefully catch up and be able to beat Quiet Girl at all those uh, things. Tanjiro starts to practice total concentration breathing technique nonstop. And when I say nonstop, that means 24-7 to start up his, you know, kind of beef up his game i guess so it's like even whenever he is sleeping he's trying to practice this total concentration breathing technique i beat him with sticks if he he messes up yeah a few episodes later he actually enlists the three girls that are helping them in their training to beat the shit out of him in his sleep if he stops doing the total concentration thing i want to know how you go back to sleep after that if you just got whacked uh, yes, after you train all day and then even uh, in your off time train. Because like he's like, it's like constantly. But along with trying to blow up a gourd, um, of all things, that's a part of his training thing also. Um, it's as weird as it fucking sounds. But there's like this small gourd that he starts with, but then they show him uh, the gourd that I think the quiet girl is able to burst with her lungs. And it's like as big as he is. But Shinobu, uh, it's still, she's still creepy as fuck. Uh, while Tanjiro is meditating on a roof, uh, she yoo hello him, uh, yoo hellos him three times um, in the fucking weirdest voice ever. Uh, sits down to talk to him and she reveals that it's almost like she's almost always angry despite her cheery outer shell. She's always smiling, always wide-eyed, but internally, since um, Tanjiro is able to, like, he uses his sense of smell to figure out people, I guess. So, like, he, he noticed right off the bat that she is always angry. So angry. She's she-hulking on the inside all the time. Which, I, I guess that explains most, um, most things, because it, it does reveal that... Her sister was killed by a demon. Her sister had um, basically the same dream that demons and humans could coexist with each other side by side. And even to her last breath, uh, a demon killed her sister and she still believed that demons and humans could coexist. So Shinobu enlists Tanjiro to go after his uh, her sister's dream. And that's you know kind of where the episode cliff hangs off, I guess. Shinobu's not able to really commit to this dream because she is just, she's got so much hatred. You know, the, the demons took her most loved person in the whole world. So yeah. she's not really yeah. able to commit to her sister's dream. So she kind of offloads this onto Tanjiro since he's already, that seems to be his fate anyways. Yeah, as I would say, I think it seems kind of sweet that she did because of the fact that you know, at first he was going to kill her sister, but then after seeing everything and talking to him about it, it's like he's already trying to live out what her sister had dreamed of. But in reality, he is trying to find a way to turn his sister back. 
But if not, it would be cool to find a way that they could all coexist together versus just continuously trying to kill these demons. Yeah, I think it definitely could. They could coexist if even if they could, you know, never figure out a way to reverse, yeah. you know, back into a human. But she's a badass as a demon. Like, who's to say she doesn't go to being a human and she just sucks? Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, there's obviously something different about Nezuko. So I don't know. Like, I think she'll not be turned back to a human. I kind of get that feeling. I think she's gonna stay a demon, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. It'll be a very last episode of the whole series type of thing if she goes back to being a human, or she'll turn back into a human, but still somehow keep her powers. Mm. Holy shit! What? Oh, the title. What the fuck even is that? Suguko Hano Suzuri. Okay, so I'm just going to say episode 25. I don't even think there is any way my brain could even comprehend those words. Do you want me to say it again? I could be dead wrong. It is midnight. I, my brain's not going to do okay. it. Okay. Episode 25. Tandro, who's undergoing rehabilitation training at the Butterfly Mansion, works hard to keep up his total concentration breathing techniques all day long. Though at first he's helpless against Kano, a swordswoman, swordswoman in his class who's training him, he slowly but surely begins to make some headway. Seeing Tanjiro devote himself to training every single day, Zenitsu and Inosuke resume training as well. Those lazy bitches. I think About we forgot. Time. We, we, I think we kind of touched on it, but like they quit like a weekend and like they eventually start to see Tanjiro not only not quit, but go above and beyond and then start getting really good. And they're like, oh, God damn it, he's getting ahead of us. And then, you know, eventually they, um, they kind of come, come back around and, and then start their training again. But Tanjiro kicks his training into hyperdrive, enlisting the little girls to have, um, basically, they beat the shit out of him um, anytime that he slacks off on his uh, total concentration training. Um, they smack him at night when he sleeps and he stops using the technique and he is finally able to break the small gourd uh, using nothing but his lungs. Inosuke and Zenitsu finally decide to come back to training. Uh, the weird choir girl flips a coin and then there's a flashback uh, revealing that she used to be a slave before using or before being saved by Shinobu and Shinobu's sister. Um, Kane, I think her name was. Quiet girl. Let's see here. Quiet girl flips a coin to decide uh, what to do when she doesn't have specific orders but has to make a decision. Yeah, she can't. She's like me. She can't really speak up for herself. Maybe I should just start flipping a coin. What, like It showed that scene where she was a slave and mm. there was like, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember what she said, but like there was only fear. There was all, you know, only this and that, this and that, all negative things. And then one day that last little shred snapped and then she was just, I guess, dead on the inside or something. And, um, but yeah, she's um, and like she follows orders to a T, and when she doesn't have orders but has to make a decision, she'll flip a coin. Like there's that one point where she's at the well, um, maybe after the flashback, and um, the insect Hashira tells her, you know, why don't you go, you know, hang out with them or go train with them? They're in your class also, and she flips the coin. And I guess that lands on Tails, uh, which was the decision to not go hang out with them. And then Fuck she just them. walks off. She's like, hmm. I'll start doing that at work. Somebody's like, can you help me? Hold on a minute. Nope, sorry. It's Tails. Can't help. Can't help. You're on your own. Or just be weird and don't even give an explanation. Just, just flip it. Continue and to away. not help. Yeah, Push exactly. Push out of the office and lock the door. I get so fired. 
So we got a funny scene coming up. Uh, Inosuke and Tanjiro, if you remember, um, in uh, Mount Nanagumo, they broke their swords. So uh, they have their swords uh, returned to them. They've been reforged. Um, the forger tries to stab Tanjiro for breaking his sword. And uh, like, there's like a little distant shot where they're like, Tanjiro's like, oh, we're over here. Hey, nice to see you. And then slowly the the forger with the uh, the funky mask is like gaining speed and is trying to murder Tanjiro for breaking his sword. I still want to see him without a mask. What if he looks just dashingly good or something? That's what I'm thinking. He's going to have like this very serious, beautiful, like, masculine face like Inosuke has. Mm-hmm. But if he looks really derpy, I'm going to be highly disappointed. I would almost put money on the fact that he probably looks just like his mask or something. Like That's what I'm saying. If he looks like that, I'm going to be very pissed. Like, why even wear it? And then we have... Um, basically, there was two forgers. So... Uh, there was the one that who originally did Tondra's sword. He reforged his sword. And then there was this other man who did a nose case. Um, he, and he, I think he commented that he's never done uh, a dual wielding yep. um, Demon Slayer. So that, that was kind of interesting. But he's like, oh, so sorry about so-and-so. You know, he gets worked up about his work. And then Inosuke takes a rock and starts um, bashing his sword to create these little grooves and ridges uh, to the horror of that forger. And then he starts freaking out and wanting to murder Inosuke. So, and then finally we see Tanjiro beats the quiet girl at tag and cups. And then there's a scene. And I don't know if it was meant to be taken literally, but apparently Nezuko has telekinesis. Cause while she's sleeping, she tells Tanjiro, I know like he's having like a moment of doubt or some shit like that. And then like her voice just says, I know you can do it big brother. And like, I don't know if that was like him being like projecting. Like, I don't maybe because you know how in that one episode you said he could smell the anger on that one girl. Maybe he could smell like the confidence that his sister has in him. The bitch was asleep. So, Maybe. Maybe she was radiating that consciousness and he could smell it like, oh, yeah, she believes in me. That's cool. I mean, I would like to believe that she has some form of like telekinesis or something so that she could be more of a character on the show. Because I, I saw this meme. This I, I, Maybe you sent it to me or maybe I just saw it on Facebook. And it said, if you're ever feeling worthless... Just remember that Nezuko has a voice actor. I mean, somebody's got to make those little grunting noises, right? I guess. And the growling. I guess there's like only so much you can do with stock audio and stock. I don't know. I mean, I guess technically she's got multiple actresses that does her voice because they they dub it in so many languages too. If it carries on, you know, I feel like she's going to use more blood magic and they typically... Like, she said something the last time she used it, so I feel like she would... Yeah, it was, like, exploding blood. Yeah, so I feel like she something. would... Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just want to hear more lines out and of her. for the flashbacks for when she was a person. There's not very many. No, but maybe we'll get more. Well, what's weird is we've probably heard their parents talk more in flashbacks than she said this whole series so far. And she's been in most episodes. But yeah, I, I'd like to see a little bit more of her talking. That way we can, you know, develop more of a character for her. Because at this point, it's just kind of like, she's not really a damsel in distress, but she's like, I don't know. She's not very, she's not really centered in the story, if that makes any sense. It, it feels like it's a lot more about Tanjiro and Osuke and Zenitsu. And she's only brought out really whenever they're, you know, about to eat Let's shit and she saves the day. Do you have anything else? We got one more episode left. Episode 26, new mission. As Tanjiro and the others are devoted to their rehabilitation training, the absolute master of the demons, Kabutsuki, yeah, I think that was just about it, um, gathers the lower ranks of the 12 Kizuki 
The demons, too, are preparing to make their next move. As training draws to a close, Tondro has improved to the point where he can fight on equal terms with Kano, and then he rece- he receives the word of a new mission from his Kusage crow, or Kas- Kasugai crow, whatever, his crow, his bird, whatever. So this episode is kind of um, them tying up the knot on this whole rehabilitation training and setting up um, for the movie slash season two. Like I was reading online earlier that the movie came first and then whenever they started doing season two, it was basically the movie, but with some additional things. And apparently there was a lot of very confused people, but like, I think maybe directly or shortly after that is whenever they started uh, showing season three, which is, I think this series that they may have just wrapped up on um, or the season that they just wrapped up on. But that's very interesting. I, I, God, I cannot wait to get into it. It's called um, Mugen Train, I believe. Yep. It looks super cool. Like the way they've set up um, that movie slash season two. But yeah, um, this will be our finale for uh, for season one. But we get to see some weird shit as we enter a hideout where MJ, every time... <sighs> So MJ's there, but he's called um, the lower 12, Kizuki. But every time this demon lady plucks her, uh, I guess it's like a guitar or some instrument, the ground shifts and teleports and like it's it starts out like, God, what is that fucking Chris, Christopher Nolan movie? Um, Inception or some shit? I don't know. Like where the like the world folds in on itself. It kind of looks like that. I it's guess it's their hideout or something. In a way, it reminds me of the lower six Kizuki that we saw that, you know, had the drums that could yeah, shift yeah. his little thing around. Yeah, That's it's just it reminded like me of. that on steroids. Yeah, it was instrument based, too. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were like related somehow. But we get to see all kinds of weird shit there. Um, by the way, how the fuck do these level of the Kizuki even work? That's what I can't figure out because he's because so far what I've seen, we've seen like lower six, lower five or whatever. So I'm wondering if there's like higher six, because I thought there was lower six and higher six that made the 12 Kizuki. But he said he was going to gather the lower 12 of the Kizuki and just wipe them all out because apparently they just suck that bad. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. So like, does he not know how math works? That'd be 24. So like the way I was... I did not, I should have Googled this before I opened my mouth about it, but the way like my, I'm imagining it is that there are, okay, say that there are 12 levels. These 12 levels have a leader. That leader, uh, say like, I don't know, just say the 12th Kizuki. That 12th Kizuki has demons underneath him that are on his team. So like maybe there's like 12 teams or I don't fucking get it. Um, but it's worth a Google search. That just confused me even more. Okay, say so like there are 12 Kizuki, right? So like demon 1 through 12. So each one of these demons has like a, a small team that they are like they're, they are the leader of this team. I don't know. I see what you're saying now. It's just, I don't know how they how they're doing it. Worth a Google, I guess. I uh, should have looked that up before. Uh, apparently, MJ can read people's minds. Uh, MJ sucks these demons up into this little slug thing that I think is coming out of his arm. Like his body. It reminds me of Naraku, how his actual form is just this. Well, I can't really tell you. It's a, it's a mass, essentially. So it kind of just reminds me. Like, is he really a mass of like, like that one demon that we saw that it lived so long that it had like all the arms? And the weird eyes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, is that like him. his actual form? Just a mass with a bunch of shit ton of eyes? Because he's Maybe. so many people. I don't know. I imagine he can't look as pretty as he does normally. I but, mean, he um, did cross-dress, but that's... Anyways. Yeah, these demons... T- like, he was cross-dressing as a woman... And these demons had no idea who he was. Which I'm I'm trying to figure out why, unless maybe it's 
this is going to be his new disguise for now since Tondro knows what he looks like. Or maybe he's just himself. a master disguise or something. I don't know. Maybe but, he just um, likes to cross-dress. He basically pretty. slaughters these demons one by one. Um, honestly, they couldn't say anything right um, until he gets down to the last one. Um, and freak. apparently she impresses him. Because um, everyone's basically scared, and she's like, oh, what an honor to be slaughtered by you, Master. It was a girl? I thought it was a guy. Maybe it's a guy? I thought it was a guy. I could be wrong. I, I Honestly, I really didn't even think about it. Mm. But MJ decides to choose this demon to inject more blood. It looked like he had, had sucked all those demons up and then injected it into this one demon. I could be wrong about that, but for sure, he uh, gave this demon he did say some he of his blood. his blood. But uh, it soups this demon up, and this demon is tasked to hunt down Tanjiro. If the demon completes this, oh, I did write he slash you because I wasn't sure. Um, this demon does complete this mission, then MJ will give this demon more of his blood, basically souping this demon up. Steroids. Yeah, demon steroids, basically. But the gang, they're sent on their next mission. Um, there has been murders on the Mugen train. The gang is to meet... Uh, the gang is supposed to go meet up with uh, Rengoku, the flame Hashira, on the train to assist him. Um, notes, Tanjiro bumps into the dickhead from the final selection. If you remember whenever... Um, he completed the final selection. There was that asshole that basically was uh, being a bully to uh, the two twin girls. Half shaved head. I wonder what he's doing there. I don't know. Like it does. Um, he's still a dick, obviously. Well, th there's a scene right before, uh, like Tanjiro saying his goodbyes, and there's that one girl um, who, I guess, at some point um, completed the final selection, but. Her skill set was more keeping her on the grounds of the demon corpse instead of going out and doing missions and fighting because she was too scared or wasn't good enough or something like that. So I wonder if he turned out to not be so good. And, and he's just stuck there. Yeah, he's just kind of stuck there like, I don't know, doing laundry or something. So Tanjiro says his goodbye. The quiet girl reveals her thing with the coin to him. Uh, he basically tricks her into choosing for herself uh, instead of leaning on her coin to make decisions by listening to her heart instead. Uh, I think she, <laughs> like, right there at the very end, he, like, wraps her hands, and I'm almost 100% that she uh, made some cream pie in her pants, if you know what I mean. I mean, how more, how, how gayer could it get? Because he's like... I'm a, I was just going to keep flipping it until it landed on uh, tails anyway, or heads, whatever it was. Like, really, Tanjiro? That's not how this works. You flip it once, and then you go based off that. I think he was flirting. Well, we haven't really seen him flirt with anybody yet, so it's probably being nice. Well, I don't know if there was necessarily blushing in a few scenes, but he has... Um, uh no, wait, never mind. I'm thinking of some, somebody else, I think. He was making weird eyes at Shinobu. Never mind. But I, I do kind of see them maybe starting something in the future. Who knows? But uh, the whole gang is able to blow up not only the small gourd, but the big gourd also. Uh, so they're kind of catching up with Tanjiro. Uh, when they get, uh, when they finally get to the train, Inosuke is freaked the fuck out by the train. He has zero idea what it is. And then we find out that not only does he not know, Tanjiro, Tanjiro has no idea what a train is either. Like as Inosuke is trying to explain to them what a train is, and as he's trying to do that, Inosuke takes a run and start and headbutts the shit out of the train. And um, I think they they basically get chased off by cops, I believe. At first, I could even tell if Tanjiro was being serious about not knowing what the train was. I thought he was just going along with it for Inosuke, who was going to, you know, attack it. And he's like, no, no, it could be, you know, the great 
leader or whatever of this place. He was like this spiritual yeah. animal of the area or and some shit. And I thought shit. he was just saying that so Inosuke would be like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. And Zanetsu's like, you really haven't ever seen a train either? I'm like, oh shit, they're both fucking stupid. They're both from the mountains. They have no idea what this fucking thing is. Since the cops chased them off, um, so if just as a reminder, the demon corpse is not acknowledged by the government at all. So them running around with samurai swords, they, you know, look like they're up to no good to police officers. Uh, and as they're talking about trying to get back towards the train, they're talking about how they need to hide their swords. And I love how Inosuke basically shoves them halfway down his ass, thinking that that's good enough, <laughs> but refuses yeah, to put a know. shirt on. Yeah, he doesn't wear a fucking shirt. Then it's just like, we can still see them. Yeah. Even whenever he does wear a shirt, it's not buttoned up. Like you're almost always seeing his his abs. He worked hard for those. Let him have it. That's how he, does his, that's how he washes his pants is on his abs. It's a washboard. It's a washboard ass. But the gang has to hop onto the train while it's moving. And um, you know, that is kind of where season one Cliff hangs out. We get a glance at the demon on top of the train, which, you know, it's the same demon that MJ powered up. And then we get a glance at Rengoku uh, seated on the train and cue the theme music. It seemed like from what I gather, it seemingly leads directly into the Demon Slayer movie slash short series that they did, which is essentially just the movie with a few additional things. It's just kind of chopped up for like a short little series spread. I'm excited about it. I am too. Honestly, I might just watch it, even though that we're not going to be. Um... We're going to watch it together. Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's it. That is Demon Slayer Season 1. I genuinely enjoyed this show so much. Yeah, I'm glad we gave it another chance. Yeah, me too. So, like, just as a closing thought, like, what do you think of the show overall so far? I like the story so far. I like how it's drawn, obviously. And that's usually what leads me to animes is the art style. Yeah, it's beautiful art style great storytelling yeah like there's not really been too many i know honestly there's not been a single time where i was bored at all the only thing that i can really say is that zenitsu's whining and yelling was a little too much a few times that's about it that's like my only critique oh just for the fact that none of it ever really felt like filler episodes yeah it, it all it all seemed felt to story mean based. something yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, well, because it's not short. It's pretty average. It's 26 episodes. Per, like, like, this whole first season is 26 episodes. Like, there was no point where anything seemed filler or pointless. Everything meant something. And so much happened mm -hmm. in those 26 episodes. Like, if you think back to, you know, episode one where he figures out what, you know, comes across his first demon you know, the slaughter of his family. And then you've got the training. Um, like there's like just so many things. And then, you know, the final selection and then, you know, basically becoming friends with Inosuke and Zenitsu yeah. and everything is kind of, you know, keeps getting bigger and better. So, you know, season one is at a point where I'm very interested and just going ahead and, you know, going through the movie slash season two and then getting to, um, I guess, season three. I, I, it's got a name. I, I can't remember what it is. It's like the, I don't even remember, but like, honestly, I, I think I'll just keep watching this series and then we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it and we'll do season two and season three down the road. But um, as far as what is next, next week we will be dropping an episode, our first episode on Tokyo Ghoul. It's going to include season one, episodes uh, one through five. And also we will be bringing on Brandon, our new co-host. He'll be starting with us as of next week also. So that is interesting. 
But as we close out here, some housekeeping notes. Intro song is I Just Want to Be Great by NFX. Join the Facebook group. Uh, link is below. It is a growing group. Lots of memes and funny times there. Take a second to leave a five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to us on. Leave us a voicemail to review live on the podcast. We're going to make a segment out of that in the future when we have enough of those. And our logo is made by Blue Room Media. For all arts inquiries, uh, links are below for all the contact information. Ask for Brandon. Tell him that we sent you. They do everything from photography, music videos, logo designs, motion graphics, 3D animation. I mean, there's a whole list of things on their website. Just click that link and ask for Brandon and tell them, tell him that we sent you. See you next week, bitches. You look frozen. settings Yeah. I just want to be great.